the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four $50 basketball bets, and regardless of outcome, you'll get a $50 free credit. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, Make sure you download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, March 9th, currently 1236 on the East Coast. And joining me to break down the player props for this Wednesday night, 12-game schedule in the NBA. The man that does it both on and off the court for SGPN and one of the co-hosts of the NBA Gambling Podcast, my main man, Scott Reichel. Scott, how you feeling this uh, Wednesday afternoon, brother? Uh, doing pretty well. Nets had a nice win yesterday against the mm-hmm. Hornets. Unfortunately, I also had Durant over 29 and a half points, and he took the game off. Yeah. But Kyrie at 50. <laughs> The Nets won. Can't complain. Uh, as long as they get into the dance, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I had Durant as well last night, but it was pretty much the Kyrie Irving show last night. 50 piece for him. Um, I think I saw on Twitter that it was the most true efficient shooting percentage of a player well, that true, scored. His true shooting was over 101%. Yeah, and I think that was like the best in NBA history for a 50-point yeah. piece, so... Yeah, incredible game last night for Kyrie Irving. A good bounce back for him after, um, you know, you and I and Terrell were doing the um, color cast for the uh, Nets and Celtics game. Didn't get as much, uh, many shots up or score that many points, but he had a big bounce back yesterday for the uh, Brooklyn Nets and a huge victory over the Charlotte Hornets. Now they have the big rematch on deck or the, uh, I guess, the game that we're all looking forward to on Thursday. Is it? The game that everyone's looking forward to when Ben Simmons isn't going to play. That's the th- that's the thing, right? And if Ben Simmons was playing, I think a lot more eyes would be on this. But maybe they match up in the playoffs. I think that'll be a lot more exciting than just a meaningless regular season game, I guess we can say. But people are um, still waiting for Harden to have his rematch against the Nets, etc. But it's yeah. not fully the same until Simmons is playing against Harden. Yeah, he's going to be in the building, though, tomorrow night, I think they said, right? I believe so. Yeah. Man, I hope he has a nice, like, I don't know. I hope he has either a nice sandwich, maybe some wings sitting courtside, <laughs> you know, because he's not going to be playing. So yeah. he might as well be, I don't know, getting comfortable on the side because I don't, I mean, I think he should be playing, but it's a separate story. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. But um, anything else? I mean, I mean, anything that you noticed over the past few days? I know we usually talk about a team or a player that's kind of either, um, not doing so well or doing well, but have you seen anything that kind of stuck out to you over here over the past week or so? Oh, uh, I have two teams that I kind of want to talk about. Sure. I, I'm only going to talk about one though. Okay. Cause the Clippers, I can roast them for scoring less than 98 points in two straight games, but eh, I'm not going to, cause on paper, they're still missing their best two guys. Mm-hmm. And the fact they're still over 500 at this point, 
yeah. is definitely beyond anybody's expectations. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to roast them there. I have to roast Sacramento. Okay. I, I just have to do it because this team, we know the trade at the time. I know both of us thought it was stupid because yeah. you have one foot <laughs> inside the door of tanking and the other foot of we're trading to get Sabonis and we're getting rid of one of our young players on a rookie deal. So the whole thing made no sense. Since the trade, they've been basically the same in terms of win-loss record and win percentage, and yet they've lost seven of their last nine. They play the Knicks, who we know cannot win a game in the second half to save their lives. They've been a terrible second-half team. They've been playing better lately, but still. You are up... You're up, uh, what are you up, 15 points at the half? Yeah. And you get outscored by 31 points in the second half in your own building? Really? (laughs) They gave up 83 points to the Knicks in the second half. No, I actually bet the Knicks. uh, I live bet them in the game, so I actually made some money. There you go. But the Kings just get run out all the time. They can't guard anybody. Sabonis and Fox, I guess, look pretty good, but nobody else on the team's worth a damn. Yeah. Which isn't that surprising, but mm-hmm. no offense to Julius Randle. You gave up 46 points to Julius Randle. Are you out of your mind? 46 points? And, <laughs> and now you have the Joker coming to town tonight. So what's going to happen tonight? Uh, it's not going to be pretty. I'll tell you that much. I mean, if you want to go points, rebounds, assists, look for a triple double. Jokic should just destroy this team because you're expecting him to walk into probably, what do you think, like 32, 15, and 9? Uh, he'll get a triple-double tonight. I'm, I have no doubt It's about a 32, that. 15, and 11? Yeah. Know, something Maybe. like that? Yeah, I something mean, ridiculous. Nobody can guard him. I'm, yeah. actually about, I'm actually surprised Sabonis can even play tonight because his second tech, he bumped an official. So I just thought he'd be suspended. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of surprised he's actually playing tonight. But I like the Nuggets tonight. No surprise to anybody. I mean, they've won the head-to-head 3-0. They've won 9 of 10. Denver's actually just been really good lately. Yeah. But Sacramento, it's one thing to be bad. It's another thing to blow a 15-point halftime lead at home to the Knicks in one quarter. I mean, you get outscored 44-24 to in the third quarter, and then you roll over again. I mean, you said it. It's one thing to blow a game that happens – you can't give up 83 second half points to the Knicks. Like that that just can't happen. Yeah, that that was pretty bad. I was I I actually went to bed uh thinking the Knicks already down by what 15 points and I was surprised to see the score in the morning and then Julius Randle having a night of 46 points, 10 rebounds and 8 of 16 from three point land was Julius Randle, but yeah. I think you you're the one that mentioned this um Scott if I'm not mistaken that the Kings are probably trying to take that Chicago Bulls approach where they acquired Nikola Vucevic at the trade deadline last year to kind of pair with another star player uh, with Zach Levine with Chicago. And now it kind of seems like that the Kings are trying to do or follow that blueprint of uh, what Chicago did with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. But there are some flaws when comparing the two. Exactly. The main one was the fact that the Bulls were still able to attract DeMar DeRozan and Alonzo in free agency. Who the yeah. hell wants to go to Sacramento? 
<laughs> You're right. Chicago is a lot more attractive than it is of Sacramento. Sacramento's but... been what? They've been a non-playoff team that's finished below 500 and what? What is it? 17 straight years at this point? 18 straight years? Probably the end of the uh, Vladi Divac, Mike Bibby, Doug Christie, Chris Weber era. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to remember yeah. the exact number. I want to say it was around somewhere around 17 straight years, give it's... or take. Could be more, could be less, but I know they're in California which is always, of course, a nice place to move to because of the weather. Mm-hmm. But who was really the last, I'd say, well-known free agent to go to Sacramento? Like Harrison Barnes? Is that what we're doing? Did he sign there or was he traded there? I'm trying to even remember. I think it was probably a trade. But here's the fun fact. Here's a fun fact for you. We talk about the Kings and the last time they made the playoffs. The last time the Kings made the playoff, the iPhone did not exist. By the way, uh, Harrison Barnes was traded yeah. to Sacramento. I know he signed the extension, so I guess I got confused. Yeah, yeah, okay. he, yeah. He Fair signed enough. an extension, but iPhone wasn't made. Uh, uh, the last time the Kings were in the playoffs, the uh, iPhone was not existent. So I'm, I'm pretty sure gambling was only legal in uh, Vegas at the time. Yes, yeah, and that and probably Atlantic City, but yeah. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Again, we talked about a lot of teams that are going to have interesting offseasons, but I think Sacramento is going to be one of those teams as well. Um, I do want to bring up one thing about the Kings, though, because, yeah. of course, we can talk about how awful they are every year mm-hmm. and why preseason we both like their win total under, because mm-hmm. why would you ever take Sacramento over mm-hmm. when it was around? I, I forgot the exact number, but I think it was around 500. Um, it, was a little bit lo- it was a little bit lower than that, but I'm pretty sure it was somewhere in the mid to high thirties, I want to say, but uh-huh. I got one question that I have to ask for you. And I know that he ended up taking over the job midway through the season. How is Alvin Gentry still a head coach in the NBA? Hey, I don't think long- he's ever been a good head coach. Like ever. He hasn't. And his team is all about offense. Like they don't give a lick about defense and they don't guard anybody, but they don't. I've, I've seen Gentry fill in, for D'Antoni way back in the day with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I've seen him with New Orleans. I've seen him with the Kings this year. He's a brutal head coach. And yet I understand the idea of having him on the bench as a veteran guy who can help you as a bench coach, et cetera. But mm-hmm. I don't know how he keeps failing upward. You, you look at the overall record. He's 510 and 595. You can really just go through the actual divisions here. He's never finished better than second in a division. Mm -hmm. He's made the playoffs three times. He made the conference finals once. So I'll give him props there. They lost to Kobe in the conference finals. You know, that Phoenix team was still very good. But he lost in the first round with Detroit back in 98-99. Oh, God, that's a long time ago. And he lost with New Orleans in the conference semis after they beat Portland in the first round. That's it. Yeah. So he's got a career win percentage of 462. I don't really know what the hype is or why he's still around. I wouldn't want him on my sideline, would you? Absolutely not. Um, Luke Walton was fired this year, correct? I mean, That's what I'm saying. So Gentry took over. Yeah, so I don't think he'll coach. be back. Now, I think Luke Walton's brutal. Like I don't think oh, he's yeah. good either. But I don't think you're really upgraded by replacing him with kind of just a stopgap coach. I don't think that really changes anything. I figured worst case scenario, you can, I get the idea it's early in the season. 
You don't want to wave the flag in the first two months. You want to keep a veteran guy there who might be able to right the ship. The ship was sinking in the first week of the season. Like, I don't think it would have hurt you to try a younger bench coach and just see what they got. Maybe find a younger coach who maybe can relate better to the to the players on the team. Yeah. But when Gentry was promoted to interim head coach, was there any doubt in your mind this team would be awful defensively and probably finish well below 500? Of course not. That's what Gentry does. Yeah. Yeah, they play is nothing but offense. And, you know, as batters, when we're when Alvin Gentry is on a team, we know it's all about the overs. overs. Yeah. overs yeah, because like we've said, all offense, no defense, playing at a fi- fast pace. And that's what he is. So I think we got we kind of have to um be thankful that Gentry's there. Thank you, the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> I mean, the the amount of money I've made on actual overs with his games, especially during his New Orleans tenure. Yeah. I mean, last year entirely yeah. was just free money for a decent portion of the year. I forgot the exact number, but I know they went over in, I want to say it was like 17 of 18 games or like 17 of 19 games. There was one stretch mm-hmm. midway through the season where their totals were in the high 230s, low 240s, and it still went over for about a month straight. I'm sure you remember what I'm talking about. That was definitely a thing last year. Yeah. Um, let me see. This was 20, 2020, 2021. Yep. New Orleans last year's second best team to the over. They were great. Uh, let me see if we can maybe, f- nah, this is from, this I want to say it was around like December, January. It was around that time period where every game they played for about a month just went over. Yeah. I remember what you're talking about though, but yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be a team that's going to have a roster, Turnover, I, don't I guess, even know is what the to lack say of a better word. It. Can you turn over the roster when you just traded some assets for a big man who you kind of am trying to you're kind of trying to build around, but your team's not good enough to build around them? No, I don't think so. They're um, in purgatory. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they're like yeah. halfway to rebuilding, halfway to trying to be competitive. They're yeah. not. I mean, that's why everyone was roasting the Kings for this trade, because you're basically trying to go all in for a 10 seed, which I don't even think you're gonna reach. And B, what's the point? So you're going to lose in a single elimination play-in game and then just go to the offseason? It seems like a massive waste of time. But, of course, you're going to need a new head coach. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of who you'd even consider. I mean, on the top of my head, I'm thinking of, like, Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. But who would want to go to Sacramento? I know that, of course, you can't be too picky. There's only yeah. a certain amount of head coaching jobs available. Mm-hmm. But is Sacramento a place where coaching careers go to die it could be mike d'antoni send them there we could bet more overs that would be fun but i'm i'm really trying to think of people who a i like as coaching candidates and b that i actually think can even make this team respectable for more than a month straight yeah i liked atkinson as a coach yeah his teams didn't really play much defense either but i mean he's uh, on a short list of guys i'm considering i mean i, I don't know where sacramento is going to go from here who plays defense in the NBA anyways, except for maybe like two or three teams. <laughs> uh, any uh, any, Spol- any Spolster team. Yeah, there you go. The Miami Heat, Phoenix this year, and Golden State early on in the year. Where, and then, you know, Dallas has improved, but they were one of the worst over the past couple of years. I, but, could yeah. Steve Kerr, I could roast Steve Kerr, too. We can, we can go down that road. I'm not going to the minute distribution, the rotations, but yeah. hell, they're off a win yesterday. So Yeah, they, they got a win yesterday. So uh, They did. Clay couldn't stop shooting, but they won anyway. 
Well, that's because Jackie Moon was uh, in warm-ups for them last year. So, you know, or uh, during uh, warm-ups yesterday. Yeah. So maybe that's what kind of inspired him. Yeah, really helped him out. I think Clay started like one for eight yesterday. But he ended. I think he ended up going nine for 23. Yeah. But I saw Clay attempted like eight more shots than Curry. And I don't know on what planet Clay should be attempting more shots than Curry. But they won anyway. Yeah, nine of 23 yesterday. Two of nine from three-point land. Finished with 20 points, five Yeah, he was brutal. But, but, it, but yeah. the Clippers can't score. So it's fine. Yeah. So they they broke their winning streak. Uh, Draymond Green, I think we've mentioned this, that he'll be back next Monday uh, or targeting to be back next Monday for the Golden State Warriors against the Washington Wizards. So, again, that'll be um, interesting to see how how it kind of turns around for the Warriors. I mean, only direction they can go right now is really up. So hopefully that return of Draymond Green will spark this team. Um, anything else, Scott, you want to get off your chest or anything else we need to mention? Uh, not really. If I wanted to roast individual players, I could roast Andrew Wiggins, but I feel like that's kind yeah. of obvious at this point, so I'm not going to bother. Yeah, I really don't have much more to add. Uh, right. The Knicks finally won some games. They would have been a prime candidate, but they've stopped choking away at least the last two games. So as of right now, they're off the hook. All right. We'll save it for next week, then. We'll see how they do rest of this week. Maybe we'll get into them next week. Uh, Scott, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, and then we'll dive into our Wednesday night player props. Right now is the perfect time to bet on basketball and WinBet is helping you cash. All new users can receive a $10 free bet when they win or lose or push a $20 four-leg parlay on basketball between Monday through Thursday. All users can receive a free $50 bet when they win, lose, or push four $50 bets on Saturday through Sunday. Weekend bonus play can be used towards all upcoming college basketball action as well as the NBA. And for new WinBet Casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. That's right, 100% deposit match up to $1,000. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prices, bet your horses, Build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games, weekly tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right, coming off of the break, let's dive into our player props for this 12-game schedule in the NBA. Scott, I'm going to give you the floor first here, buddy. What do you got? So for the first one, I'm going to use a player that I name-dropped earlier in the podcast. It's going to be Julius Randle. And I'm going to take him over nine and a half rebounds at around minus 122. This number to me just seems way too low. Going through the recent performances, he recorded double-double last game. He had 12 rebounds against Dallas in the first meeting. And if you want to look at the Knicks injury report, it's not exactly pretty in the front court to go through all the injuries there. They're missing a bunch of guys. They could be missing even more. So Mitchell Robinson 
played two minutes last game, then left with an illness, did not return. He's questionable. Nerlens Noel is still out. And Obi Toppin is already yeah. out. So the Knicks really don't have many big men. They have Robinson maybe with a question mark there. You have Sims, who I think is an intriguing guy, but he gets into foul trouble all the time as a rookie because he still doesn't know how to guard anybody without fouling. So Randall is easily the best player on this team, which is why the team's not very good. But the point is he should play a bunch of minutes and especially off of 46 points against Dallas. He should play, I'd say 30 plus minutes minimum, sure. 34 minutes in this game, something like that. Mm-hmm. But with the, just the lack of size that New York should have because of all the injuries and the fact that Randall is a very solid rebounder in general, Nine and a half seems way too low. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I like it, man. Um, especially with the injury report that you did mention. Uh, I think that's that's a that's a key factor too as well. Missing guys in the front court. Yeah, they've brought on Jericho Sims as well, but like you mentioned, Kent's had a foul trouble in the prior matchup against Dallas this year. Plus, I'm their- assuming Dallas is going to just endlessly try to go pick and roll against Sims, right? Yeah, I mean, if they were smart, yeah, they would probably do that. But um, how many rebounds did you say he had in the prior matchup against Dallas? Uh, uh, 12. Twelve. Yeah. So, yeah, anything under ten, obviously, it's a good play here. So, uh, Julius Randle over nine and a half rebounds against Dallas here tonight. Um, I'm gonna say that same game. Uh, I'm gonna go with. No, I'm sorry, I don't have that play. I'm gonna go back to the team that we were just talking about, and that's a uh, their new acquisition, Demonis Sabonis. I tweeted this out last night. I thought this number would move, but it still stayed the same. That's going to be Making over. Rebounds. Yeah, 11 and a half rebounds. Um, it's a pretty simple handicap. This is a fourth matchup between these two squads, uh, or Sabonis' fourth matchup, sorry, against the Nuggets so far this season. Three games prior, he had 16 rebounds, 14 rebounds, 19 rebounds against the, the Nuggets. Gone over this projection in four of the last five games. And as a member of the Sacramento Kings in the 11 games that he's played for them, he's gone over this projection in nine of those games. Again, going back to the injury report, no Rashawn Holmes for this game as well. As long as he's able to stay out of foul trouble, he's getting the minutes played. So I I don't see a reason why he shouldn't be able to get uh, 12 rebounds here tonight for the Sacramento Kings. So I'm going to take some bonus over 11 and a half rebounds as my first play. Yeah, I think the only concern would be blow potential. But then again, I don't see that being the case because the spread is only four and a half. Yeah. Whether it should be four and a half or higher is a separate story. But the fact that it's not the Utah spread tonight, there's a decent chance this game's close in comparison. Yeah. Uh, Let's get to your next one, Scott. What do you got? So for this one, I'm going to look at a rebound prop again. I actually got all rebounds today. It's going to be one of my favorite players for rebounds. It's going to be Wendell Carter Jr. And his rebound number is nine and a half at even money on the over on draft on DraftKings. And I know there's a blowout potential here because New Orleans is off a bad loss where Ingram didn't play. He might play tonight. So I'm aware that there's blowout potential. But on principle, you can't give me even money with nine and a half rebounds with Wendell Carter Jr. Because he's gone over nine and a half in each of the last seven games. He's played at least 32 minutes in four of his last six games. And against New Orleans the first time this season, he recorded 12. So, yes, there's a chance New Orleans kills this team. I'm not writing that off. But you're going to give me even money for a guy that's had 10-plus rebounds in seven straight games? I have to take that on principle. 
Yeah, I mean, Wendell Carter last night, I think one of the guys in the Slack channel had him on his over-rebounding. I think he had seven in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, he just goes over all the time. Yeah, and then, I mean, this is a number that he can achieve by midway through the third quarter. So even if there is some type of potential, the starters usually play at least through three quarters if there is a blowout potential. But with Wendell Carter, you know, like you mentioned, he's gone over. He's been in double-digit rebounding figures for, what, seven straight games here. Um New Orleans has been better defensively, but I'm trying to see how they've really done against the center. Uh, I was going to say they've done better defensively, but you look at their actual lineup, they use Valanciunas and yeah. Jackson Hayes. So mm-hmm. no matter what, Carter should be in the paint the majority of the time. Yeah. And over the last seven days, the New Orleans Pelicans to their power forward position, 12 rebounds allowed into the center position, 17. So yeah, definitely onto something here. I wish they would give like a combination of like Mo Bamba and, Window I saw Carter. Bombas was like six and a half. And I, I know that in the past, his rebounding hasn't been great. He had, he had a double-double recently. Mm-hmm. I thought that number was too low, but I guess the concern I have with Bomba is going to be foul trouble, yeah. as always, and the fact that he just seems like he's not always focused. Yeah. Wendell Carter uh, might not score a lot against more this team, but yeah, he's, on the boards, he's yeah. extremely consistent. He just walks into 12 half the time. Yeah. Yeah. Last night against the Phoenix Suns, uh, Mo Bamba had 15, but prior to that, four, five, 10, seven, nine. So not the consistency that will, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. has. Especially so. even money. I, yeah. I don't know how you put that at even money. Yeah. 100%. Um, for my next player problem, I'm going to go over to that Atlanta Hawks and the uh, Milwaukee Bucks game tonight. I'm going to go with their superstar, Trey Young, points and assist over 35 and a half in this game. And but this is the fourth match of the season against the uh, Bucks between these two teams. Walk the Hawks, I'm sorry, have won all three and covered, I believe, all three of the games so far. I know they've won all three on the back of really of Trey Young. And in particular, the last two matchups, Trey Young's had, had 30 plus points and 11 assists uh, in the prior game. The previous to that, he had 42 and 10. And Young, since the All Star break, he's averaging 28 points per game and 10 assists per game as well. Hawks are finally healthy, so he has the shooters around him to get that assist. We know he can score at will. Defensively, at the point guard position, the Milwaukee Bucks last night, I mean, I know it was SGA, and he's pretty much the only offense for the Thunder right now, but he was able to crush his uh, rebounds, sorry, his assist and points projection last night. I think also in the game prior uh, campaign, I believe, was in double-digit assist as well for the Phoenix Suns. So um, I don't think Trey Young should have any issues um, getting over this number of 35 and a half. I mean, I think maybe even points wise alone, he could get over this, but I'm going to take the combination of points and assists over 35 and a half for Trey Young tonight against the Bucks. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. There's multiple ways for him to cash this, whether he goes for 30 points or hell, even 25. He's still a threat to go for double digit assists. Yeah. I'm a little bit salty at Trey Young right now because I did have some props on him against Detroit and he decided to just not get any shots in the basket for the final three quarters, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. But against Milwaukee, he's been great. And, yeah, I feel like, Trey, you can agree after the loss in the Eastern Conference Finals to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. it seems like he's taken these head-to-head meetings a bit personally. Yeah. And as a result, he's had some huge stat lines. Yeah, and, I mean, Last two games, he hasn't shot the ball well. Uh, I'll be honest. He was 5 of 20 like against the Detroit Oh, you don't have Pistons. to remind me. Yeah, uh, he, sorry. He was bad. I, I think I had him like over – I think I had like five plus three-pointers. Okay. I think it was five to one. I took some long shot on him. Yeah. And he made two in the first like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a genius. 
Yeah. And then the rest of the game, he went 0 for 5. They probably like he, didn't make, he didn't make another three-pointer for the final uh, 50 minutes and change. Yeah, they they uh, they probably saw your tickets like, oh, Trey Young, you need to start missing yeah. some shots here. Yeah, and they even lost to Detroit, so there you go. Yeah. So I think maybe he bounced back, has a better shooting night here tonight. Even prior to that against the Wizards, he was only 6 of 22 from the field. So uh, big game for them here against the Milwaukee Bucks. I think he'll be on the back of uh, Trey Young here tonight. So uh, Trey Young over 35 and a half points and assists combined. Um, next player prop. Scott, uh, by got? the way, for the, for the record, you mentioned it. If your last pick is not going to be shape points, I'm going to be really disappointed in you. Uh, for the okay. record. Okay. Okay. And uh, for the last one, as you mentioned to me on Slack last night, it is a 12-game card. And yet, I somehow found a way to have another player prop on one of the games I already mentioned. It's going to be Luca, and I'm taking his rebound number over 9.5 at plus 105. I really don't know how this is plus money. He's recorded at least 10 rebounds in six of his last eight games. He had 11 rebounds against New York in the first meeting. And if you want to talk about how Dallas has adjusted to life without Porzingis, I know he wasn't a great rebounder anyway, mm-hmm. but he was still a seven-footer. Yeah, It seems like Luka has really embraced a bigger role on the glass with this team. He was a good rebounder before, of course, all the triple-doubles, but it seems like he's really gone out of his way recently to help secure rebounds. To go through the last couple of games, I already mentioned the six out of eight, but he had 16 rebounds against Utah last game. He had 10 against Golden State. He had 15 against the Pelicans, 15 against the Clippers. He's done a really good job of cleaning up, and I already mentioned how shorthanded New York should be in the front court. It's kind of a bold call, though, taking two guys in the same game to record double-digit rebounds. Yeah. But I do think that there's a lot of opportunity there. Mm-hmm. especially with Luca playing most likely 38 minutes, maybe more. Of course, you could talk about a blowout, but I actually think the Knicks are going to keep it close. They played better recently. Yeah. Nine and a half at plus 105 for a guy that recorded 16 last game just has way too much value on it. I'm taking the over. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get any arguments from me about any Luca overs here. Um, dude's a walking th- triple-double. Yeah. I mean, he's averaging 9.3 rebounds as, as a guard, which is 17th in the league. And like you mentioned, 16 against the Utah Jazz last game, 10 against the Warriors. Uh, prior to that, like you mentioned, he had double-digit reboundings uh, games in, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven out of the last eight. Um, so, yeah, no argument for me about Luka here. Um, last one for me, you already know where I'm going. I do have an honorable mention. You bet. You. Be, I was going to say you better take it. Yeah, SGA over twenty nine and a half points here tonight. Uh, Lou Dort has been officially uh, been put on the shelf for the season. Uh, shoulder injury for him. I think he's having shoulder surgery, so it's pretty much going to be SGA and SGA as far as offense. I believe Josh Giddy is still out tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I haven't seen an update on him, but. Look, you guys have known all throughout the last week, and in particular this week, I've been on SGA props. The books have finally adjusted to his number at 29 and a half, but I still don't think it's enough. Last night against the Milwaukee Bucks, he dropped 33. I was going to say, have they fully adjusted? Because if he consistently drops 30 or more, yeah. and his number is 29 and a half, are you sure they've adjusted enough? They adjusted it. So yesterday it was 25 and a half, 26 and a half. Okay. So they came up by three points for tonight. But I mean, if you just kind of go through his game well quickly, over the last three games, he scored 33 each in those games. He had 29 against Denver, 
and then 37, 36, and 32. So he's pretty much the offense right now for the Oklahoma City Thunder. It is a back-to-back situation. Even if it is a blowout potential here, he's still logging 35 minutes per game over the last four games. Uh, even over the last seven games, he's at 35 minutes per game. So with the amount of injuries his team has, um, he's he has to be on the floor, whether it's a blowout or not. I mean, he's probably going to sit the final five minutes if it is a blowout. But again, shot volumes there. Go through his game log. Nothing that is going to change from here tonight. So SGA over 29 and a half. I did have an honorable mention. Uh, I was looking at Rudy Gobert tonight uh, on his rebounding props at 13 and a half. Um, the you might Portland, need that in three quarters because I don't yeah, know if he's going to play the fourth. Exactly. And that, that I just wanted to mention it, but uh, the blowout potential is certainly there in this game. But Rudy Gobert uh, against the Blazers has gone. I think he said he had a recent 20 rebounding game against them, um, but 14, 16, 20, and 20 in the, over the last, or actually last five, six games, 14, 17, 220s, a 16, and a 14. So kind of see where I'm getting at. Uh, Blazers are a 17, 18-point underdog here tonight. So, the, again, we have the potential for a blowout. We certainly do for sure. I know um, Terrell, wherever he is, is automatically taking Portland money one. So oh, yeah, you know that was his dog of the day for tonight. Of course. You already know. Yeah. Of course. Um, but, again, the rebounding numbers for the Blazers, they're dead last in almost every statistical rebounding category. So uh, just want to mention it. But, again, the blowout potential that Rudy Gobert probably doesn't play for the fourth quarter is certainly there. So I just did want to mention that. Um, Scott, let's take one last break here. We'll come back. We'll identify best bets, and then we'll wrap it up with some final thoughts. We'll be right back if we're here from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like just like getting 9 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promo- promotional code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Like Gil from New Jersey who purchased a Murray State championship ticket on PropSwap at 225 to 1 odds while the sportsbooks are only offering 150 to 1 odds. Now is the time to find these Cinderella's 
while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tournament starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and one to keep to let it ride. PropSwappers has thousands of buyers across the country so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and red hot tickets for sale. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. Ross are brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, Scott, last week you went a perfect 3-0. and uh, Let's keep this mojo going. Best bet for tonight, what do you got? So I gave out two rebound props that had either even money or plus money, and usually that's where I go for best bet just based on value. But I'm not going to do that this week. I'm going to go to Randall uh, over nine and a half rebounds at minus 122 as my best bet. Just with all the injuries the Knicks are dealing with and the fact that Randall pretty much has to play all the time for this team, because whether you like him or not as a player, he's the best player on the team. And I don't think it's very close. And after a 46-point game, he might even get an uptick in minutes here with Thibodeau. But when you record 12 rebounds in the first meeting, Nerlens Noel's still out, Mitchell Robinson's questionable, and Obi Toppin's out. Randall should have a bunch of opportunities for rebounds in this game yep. if the Knicks are able to keep it close. Plus, both teams defensively have been, I'd say, decent. Of course, Dallas is fantastic. New York mm-hmm. was very good against Dallas defensively in the first meeting. Yep. I believe they gave up 85 points. But the point is, I think Randall should have enough opportunities to stack up some rebounds. Nine and a half is too low to me. I think he walks into 11. Yeah, I like it. Again, double-figure rebounding. Uh, I think this is going to be more of a defensive game, and we'll see maybe shot shots being missed and rebounding opportunities being there. But anytime you're able to get Julius Randle, especially with the injuries like you mentioned. Uh, and, be- and with Dallas's big men situation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What do they have? They got Dwight Powell, and they use Kleber at center half the time? Like, I'll take my chances. Yeah, he's even been playing tonight. That guy's been in and out of the lineup so much that, yeah, I don't see him on the injury report, but I'm just, yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, yeah, I yeah. just don't really know who Dallas has as a quality center that yeah. just dominates on the glass. They really just don't have one of those guys. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, so best bet for Scott is over nine and a half rebounds on Julius Randle tonight. Um, for my best bet, I'm going to go to Trey Young here tonight. Points and assists combined over 35 and a half. It's, it's a little juice at minus 125, but I think that over the last two games where he's played, actually, he didn't play in that first match of this season where Hawks still got the victory, but in the last two games, he's had 30 and 40 points respectively and been in double-digit assist. Um, Bucks are on a back-to-back, and like I've said, they've been kind of struggling against that point guard position. Uh, so I'm going to take Trey Young over 35 and a half points and assist as my best bet for this. Well, I was going to ask you, if you yeah. played the Thunder yesterday, mm-hmm. does that really count as a back-to-back? Uh, I think with the travel, yes. If it was a home and home, then I, I wouldn't really consider it a back-to-back. But yeah, a lot of the starters 
didn't play more than 30 minutes. Chris Middleton was the only one at 30, but the fact that they still had to travel and mm-hmm. all I that, I think, yeah, I would. I had a small play yesterday, not going to lie, on Giannis triple double at 10 to 1. And yeah. of course, it didn't get there, mm-hmm. but I think he only played like 27, 28 minutes in that game. And he still scored 39. I was going to say he scored 39. <laughs> he had 39, 7, and 7. So yeah. if he played anywhere near his usual minute count, yeah. He's at least going to give me a shot at it. Oh, yeah. But when, when you score 142 points and you do whatever you want, yeah, it, it makes sense. You know? Yeah, I had his reboundings to get over, but with the blowout potential yesterday, and it was a blowout, he didn't really play in that fourth quarter much at all. So yeah. uh, blowouts where props go to die, but hey, that's just the, the, the betting part that we are in it. All right, Scott, that's going to be it for the prop cast today. Uh, anything else you want to get off your chest, Scott, before we get out of here and let the people know where they can find you, man? Uh, not really. Just looking forward for March Madness. I know you still have some conference tournaments going on. Yeah. What a crazy title games that I've been enjoying for the last couple of days. I don't know if you have any futures on any conference tournaments or on any actual March Madness teams. 0.0. Are you contemplating adding one or are you just going to take the bracket approach? I will probably just take the bracket approach, but if you want to convince me to get on one, I can put some money down on it. Oh, I'm not going to do that. I mean, okay. It's just a spot where... <laughs> I usually have a team that I'll bet on at this point. I know last year I had money on Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. I ended up hedging in the title game, so I did make money in that. But there you go. This year I do feel like it's kind of a coin flip. Okay. Except it's about a six-sided coin because I feel like anybody could win the damn thing. Yeah. Gonzaga, I do think has the highest ceiling mm-hmm. of any team, but I've seen this movie too many times. Yeah. At some point it turns into the Halloween franchise. And they're making the 17th installment, and you're not sure why you needed a 17th installment. But Gonzaga, every year, is a threat to make a deep run. I believe they're minus 115 to make the Final Four. Wow. Which is wild. Yeah. And yet I'm still not picking them to win the championship. I think they're, what are they, like three uh, plus 350, 4-1 at this point to win the title. Let me see here. I Um... I just don't see it. I think that they're a good team but they lost to St. Mary's. I watched them lose to Duke earlier in the year. That team, I don't know if it's the guard play or the fact that they are so reliant on their two big men. I just feel like something's going to go wrong as it always does. Yeah, over on win bet, I see them at 4-1 to one to win the whole thing. Don't There's no it. way that I would take 4-1 to one on a team to win a single elimination bracket of that oh, no. caliber. Like, no. I, no. I think Gonzaga's team last year... I bet on instead because with Suggs, with Timmy, with Kispert, I know that Holmgren wasn't there, mm-hmm. but that was the most talented college basketball team that I've seen, especially on paper before the season started. Yeah. Since probably the 30, since the one loss Kentucky team. Yeah. And I got them at 10 to one. Like I was obviously going to bet them because oh, I yeah. kind of had to at that point. Mm-hmm. Preseason Gonzaga was like six to one. Now they're four to one. I would rather just bet them to make the final four, but I'm going to do none of that because Gonzaga, I'm sure, you know, as everyone knows, you really just can't trust that team for two straight weeks in March. You just can't do it. Yeah. uh, We've seen this movie, like you said, too many times with Gonzaga. It's like Halloween and also like the Fast and Furious where it just doesn't stop with them, but you never go against the family. Yeah. So uh, you said you had futures on, you say Arizona was one of your teams. No, I said that uh, I, I was looking into Kentucky. Yeah. 
okay. as a team that I really liked. Arizona, I'm intrigued by, but I am not sure if I'm all the way in because I've seen them play on several occasions. They look really good offensively most of the time. Yeah. But I saw them against UCLA and I saw them against Colorado. Now, those are two true road games, and a lot of teams in college don't look good on the road, just yeah. the way that it is. Mm-hmm. But I think my main concern with Arizona is the shot selection. They are so talented that they think they can get away with any shot they take. Yeah. And sometimes they go so quickly in a possession that they settle for just a brutal contested jump shot. And I am concerned that their shot selection will be their undoing. So I'm not fully in an Arizona. Kentucky I love just because of the fact that they win every single rebounding battle Mm -hmm. because they have the best rebounding big man that I've seen in I don't even know how long. But Shibwe just reminds me of Bismack Biombo. Yeah. Especially in college. He's just a guy who can walk in the paint. He's bigger and stronger than everybody. He doesn't have much offensive talent which is where the Biombo comparison comes in for me. Mm-hmm. But he'll walk into 15 rebounds every single game. And if you're going to be guaranteed to win the rebounding battle every time and your supporting cast is still very good, that would have been better because Kentucky had one prospect who was supposed to play this season in the second yeah. half, and he ended up not returning. I believe Sharp was his name, Yeah, and he's out for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But I really like this Kentucky team. And am I really going to roast them? for losing on the road in a nail-biter against Arkansas? No, because Arkansas is one of the best home-court advantages in all college basketball. So Calipar is another one of those coaches who usually makes it somewhat deep run and his team falls apart at some point. But I do really like that Kentucky team, and I think they should make the Final Four. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an exciting uh, March Madness, like it is always every single year, but it seems like it's a lot more wide open It is um, than it has been in the past. But good reminder to get over to the college experience with Colby, Nick, Patty C, uh, Noah, Nick, and all those guys that have you covered for every single day of these uh, college basketball games, these turn, uh, conference tournaments, and then obviously when the big dance starts as well. So make sure you head over to the college experience, both the NBA gambling podcast and the college basketball experience top 40 um, in the charts as far as basketball pod. So uh, make sure to check those guys out as well. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for joining me. Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow with the NBA gambling podcast. And I will be back um, tomorrow doing a prop cast for some NFL stuff, as well as the NBA on Friday as usual. So make sure to look out for those pods. Uh, With that being said, good luck with your bets tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride.